Thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher. I'm Joe Earp. Macquarie University colleagues Dr Kevin McGrath and Dr Penny Van Bergen have carried out the first ever study tracking the trajectory of male participation in the teaching profession. The results and possible future scenarios in Australia, published in the Economics of Education Review this month, make for worrying reading. Dr Kevin McGrath joined me on the line from Sydney to explain more. Kevin, uh, welcome to the Research Files. Now, I mentioned in the intro there that you've recently published the results of your study. The title of that journal paper is Are Male Teachers Headed for Extinction? That seems a great place to start. Uh, are they? Hi, Joe. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, so, Are Male Teachers Heading for Extinction? It's not just a catchy title, but based on our research findings in Australia, they are. Uh, so looking at the data available, we see a decline in the representation of male teachers over the last 50 years. And what's alarming is the rate of this decline. So following a brief period of uh, variation, we see a sharp, very stable, consistent decline. And because that decline is so consistent, we can use that data to predict what might happen in the future. And this tells us two things, so that the representation of male teachers in Australia may never be as high as it currently is and that without intervention the representation of male teachers will continue to decline and that would mean eventually reaching an extinction point. So in government primary schools this extinction point comes in less than 40 years time, so the year 2054. So one of the research questions that your study addresses is does the representation of male teachers in Australia differ by education level, so i.e. primary and secondary, so obviously this is in a school school context, or by sector, so government, Catholic and independent over time. What exactly did you find there? Mm. Uh, well, I was a primary school teacher. My brother still is a high school teacher. Um, so like most people, uh, I know that there are more male teachers in high schools. But what really surprised me is the rate of decline is actually the same in both high schools and primary schools in Australia. So this data was first split by education level and sector in 1977. So between 1977 and 2016, we see a drop in male representation from 28.5% to 18% in primary schools and from 54% to 40% in high schools Australia-wide. Uh, so when we looked at the data separated by a sector, so government, Catholic and independent, we can see a number of really interesting things. First, the rate of decline in both primary schools and high schools is sharpest in the largest of these sectors, being Australian government schools. And just as when looking at all school providers, the rate of decline is matched in both primary and high schools. So this is important because 65% of all school students, which is around 2.5 million students, attend a government school. In the independent sector, the representation of male teachers in secondary schools declined more sharply than in independent primary schools. Uh, but the rate of this decline however, shows a slight deceleration from around 2006 to 2016. Uh, in Australian Catholic primary and high schools, the representation of male teachers actually rose briefly to a peak in around the 1980s and then fell. Uh, and um, it's continued to decline since then, but in primary schools, in the, that decline in Catholic schools is much more subtle. 
in high schools, Catholic high schools, it looks more similar to the decline in, say, the government sector. Okay. Uh, now, just a little bit about the data. Then you mentioned there that when there was a uh, when the data was split, so between primary and high and by sector, that was 1977. But your analysis actually covers a period of 50 years. What data did you draw on? Yes. Yeah, so we must acknowledge that the data uh, that we analysed comes from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. So we're really grateful to them. Uh, the data comes from national workplace data that's collected in full-time equivalent units. So this might mean, given that women are still more likely in Australia to work part-time, that our calculations based on full-time equivalent units might produce higher estimates of male participation than if we were to use uh, raw numbers instead. So our findings might actually over-represent or overestimate male participation uh, in the teaching workforce. Uh, what's important to mention is that that data includes uh, classroom teachers, head teachers and principals. Mm -hmm. Now we've discussed uh, the key findings, some of the key findings there in relation to Australia. Did you look at the situation in other countries? I mean is this an issue that education systems around the world, school education systems at least, are facing and is there a country that's doing particularly well, I guess, in terms of gender balance? Yeah, um, it, it's tricky to, to make international comparisons, but the underrepresentation of male teachers does seem to be an international issue, uh, but it's not necessarily always cause for alarm. So it does seem common when we're looking at other countries for there to be more male teachers in high school settings than in primary schools. Uh, in some countries, though, the representation of male primary school teachers is close to or above 40%. So that includes China, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia and Turkey. So if you're looking for the countries that are doing particularly well, those would be it. Uh, in other countries though, male representation in primary schools is less than 5%. So that's countries like Hungary, Italy and Russia. Uh, there are lots of reasons though for those sort of differences. So making international comparisons is, is really quite complex. Um, in some countries though, the, the low representation of men has been relatively stable over time. So what's important for Australia is to note that we have a, a situation where it's less and less likely that students would be taught by both male and female teachers. And, and just to go back to some of the figures then you mentioned there, the, the, some, of the, some of the countries are above 40% representation. And just to remind people earlier, you said that primary in, uh, in um, Australia-wide now is about 18%. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. yeah. That's quite a big gap. Now, uh, what about the reasons for the decline in Australia? There's a nice easy question for you. Mm -hmm. um, are there any indications in this or other studies as to why men are maybe turning away from the teaching profession? Yeah, uh, well, we don't really know that men are turning away from the profession, uh, the profession per se. Um, evidence from New South Wales government schools actually suggests that men have a longer average career duration than women in teaching. Um, but certainly the, the number of men entering the profession is of concern. Um, and there's multiple competing reasons as to why men are underrepresented in the teaching profession. Because the, the decline that we've found in our research is very stable and has existed over 50 years, the clearest explanation is that the decline is probably self-perpetuating. So as male representation declines, fewer boys will see teaching as a possible career choice and it becomes more and more likely that teaching will be seen as women's work uh, and the place of male teachers in that work might be questioned or criticised more often. The things that deter men from teaching could also be different for older and younger men. 
So for younger men and particularly um, male students finishing up high school, recent research published in the Economics of Education Review last month uh, shows that boys' educational choices are more strongly driven, driven by expected earnings than are girls, and boys are also more likely to choose more competitive career pathways. So the perceived low salary and status of the teaching profession, together with low tertiary entry requirements, which essentially means that it really isn't competitive, um, is probably a great way to deter young men from the profession. Uh, in addition, we know that young men face social pressures to conform to particular masculine ideals. So because there are a few male teachers teaching, it's not really perceived as something that's masculine to do, and young men might be more likely to choose career paths like, um, say, becoming a, a personal trainer or entering business. Uh, for older men, though, the, who might consider transitioning into teaching, the reasons could be a little different. So for, for older men who might be considering becoming a teacher, uh, things like physical contact with students, income and job security might actually deter them. So to enter the teaching profession later in life means about four years of full-time study, a change in annual income, and possibly one to three years of casual work. So it's, it's not really set up to encourage uh, younger men or they don't really see it as something that's of interest to them. And for older men who might be really interested and keen in becoming a teacher, there's several barriers there that could actually deter them or make it just uh, not a practical, practical sort of choice. So there are quite a few reasons then why why they may uh, there may be this decline. Uh, the the big question, I suppose, is what can we do about it? Yeah, and it is a it is a really big question. Uh, I wish I had all the answers, but in short, there's no single quick fix to solve this problem. Uh, there are four key things that we think need to be done, which could increase male representation, um, but also that might benefit the profession more broadly. First, increasing teaching salaries and permanent teaching positions would help lift the status of the profession and also make it more viable, uh, for, particularly for older men and women who might have worked in other professions and then want to transition into teaching. Uh, second, we identify that we need a review of government workforce diversity policies in schools. So the government has committed to ensuring that the teaching workforce reflects the broader community and we have policies and plans in place to increase the representation of various groups, so including uh, religious and ethnic minority groups and also for women in leadership positions. But there are no workforce diversity policies in Australia that aim to address the declining representation of male teachers. Uh, third, universities can already offer female-only scholarships to women studying things like engineering, mathematics and science but offering male-only scholarships to men studying education is actually unlawful. So this needs to be addressed if universities are to stand any chance of incentivising enrolments in teaching degrees for male students. And lastly, a large-scale campaign is probably needed to address some of those misconceptions or fears that surround the teaching profession. So interacting with children in a professional workplace is not as risky as some people uh, seem to think, and teaching is suitable for both men and women. The profession faces a lot of criticism from both the public and the government, uh, but teachers, I, I feel, deserve as much respect as other leading and critically important professions. Well, that's excellent. It's been fascinating speaking with you today. Uh, Dr Kevin McGrath, thank you very much for sharing your research with Teacher Magazine. No worries. Thanks very much, Joe.
That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes. Or you can head to soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. Of course, you can also check out the full transcript of this podcast at teachermagazine.com.au where you can also access the latest articles, videos and infographics for free. <laughs>